What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. I'm a Dream Mason, a performance coach. I work with strong and successful people to boldly declare what they want, get real about what's in the way, and create the strategy and the steps for more clarity, freedom, and success in their life. Together, we get things done faster, raise the bar on your goals, improve your relationships, and get crystal clear on what you really want. Now, if you haven't already, please support me and this podcast by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, or YouTube, and please leave a review on iTunes. Follow me, Inspirational Alex, on Instagram, and share this podcast with a friend. Now, a dream mason is a person who is brave enough to declare they have a dream and committed enough to do the work to build it. Now, I know we all have a dream mason inside of us, and my dream for this podcast is to support us by giving us a glimpse inside the hearts and minds of leaders, creators, and innovators to help us unleash our inner dream mason, because your dreams don't build themselves. I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Accomplishment Coaching. I won't let anyone sponsor this show, but I've personally done Accomplishment Coaching, their year-long life leadership training program, and it changed my life completely. Besides giving me a new career, it supported me to improve my relationships with my family, my friends, make the most money I've ever made, find more joy, and overall live a much more powerful life. So if you're interested in coaching, transformational work, or leadership training, Accomplishment Coaching is definitely the world's finest training program. Let's get into this episode. Today on the podcast, my guest is David Kennett, and we met through social media. Um, We have a mutual friend. I've been following his work. It's stuff I'm super into. It is, for me, it's just like cleansing to hear the music. Uh, It puts me in a very meditative and relaxing place. David is a holistic nutritionist and a holistic allergist, and he's a vocal sound healer. He's performed at concert halls all across Europe, Russia, the Middle East, China, and obviously here in the United States. Um, He also lectures at major universities on sound therapy, and I think one of the coolest things I found about you, David, is Pink said you were amazing. (laughs) Welcome to the Dream Mason podcast. Oh, I'm really happy to be here, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, um, it's a pleasure. Um, Thanks for, you know, I think people should know, like, I reached out to you really short term. You were like, I'll do it. I'll get in here. I was like, can you bring music? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, That's my passion. Music is my passion. Music is the uh, vernacular of the human soul, as is uh, by, said by Geoffrey Latham. I just came across that quote. I absolutely love it. So, so true. Music speaks to our soul, and it's been a big part of my life, actually, not just for enjoyment, but for um, healing and uh so it's um, something very, very close to my heart. How did you, like, you know, you don't wake up one day and, and start using singing bowls and flutes. Like, how does somebody get to where you've gotten and playing music that is healing instead of just music, right? Oh, boy. Well, that's, that's, that's a long story. Um, I'll try to make it succinct. Uh, so how I got into this, this field um, was... I actually struggled a great deal as a child with chronic asthma. I nearly died a few times. My mom would rush me to the hospital and just actually would, she would actually run red lights uh, just to get me to the ER in time to get the the EpiPen shot. Back then they call it the adrenaline shot. Basically that would open up my lung, uh, you know, my lungs, my tubes, my lungs so I could breathe again. Uh, so uh, Western medicine saved my life many, many times. I was even hospitalized at one point. My, my asthma was so bad. Um, but throughout the course of my life, my mom would take me to, uh, you know, medical specialists as well as alternative doctors and healers. And ultimately, it was when I met this man, Kenneth Mills, who is a metaphysician, uh, the late Kenneth Mills, a metaphysician, also um, a musician, had this gift of helping people find their voice. And he helped me find my voice. And as I began to sing, my asthma actually went away. The more I began to sing, the more the asthma went away. And it was, uh, yeah, it was quite, quite remarkable, a huge change in my life. I was actually quite delicate growing up and I felt very fragile, not really able to play a lot of sports. And then suddenly I could 
you know, I was going to the gym after this and, and just, you know, really enjoying my life a lot more uh, post-asthma. Uh, not to say that it's, I would say it's like 98% gone. I haven't had an asthma attack since I was a child. So um, so I attribute that that change in my life, not just to just like uh, the woo-woo of, of, <laughs> of, of a miracle, which I believe in miracles, but there's also the physiological aspect of, uh, you know, accessing my diaphragm, you know, exercising my lungs, and then the emotional aspect of just sheer expression. I think the more we can express ourselves, the, the greater and more balanced we become. I love that. I yeah. think I find for me, one of my greatest like challenges or breakthroughs is actually full self-expression. I find that with a lot of clients that I work with, especially people that, I think it applies to everyone, but people that right. have a yearning for the creative. Yes. And we hold ourselves back because of our egos and our society in so many ways. Yes. When, when you think of music as healing, I think I've experienced it. I've been in sound baths. I've been in sound healing sessions where, you know, I don't know what was happening inside of me, but I felt different after, right? I felt... Mm almost like cleansed in a way. Yes. What's the science or the, you know, what's the backing behind like that this is actually helping us and not just woo-woo as, as right. you alluded to? Right. Well, that's something I like to bring in is some of the science. And uh, there are studies that show that a monotonous tone, like coming from a singing bowl, for instance, will put the brain into primarily an alpha theta state, which is where we go when we go into deep meditation. So it's, it's affecting your brain waves. Also, um, if you sing, and, and this is something I encourage people to do, even if you're not a singer, um, I call it toning because <laughs> a lot of people are, are self-conscious about their own voice and they're like, oh, you know, I sing in the shower. <laughs> That's the only place I sing, right? But toning, the actual, the vibration of our voice changes the neurochemistry of our body. The most studies in terms of sound therapy, sound healing have actually been done with the voice. And time and time again, it, they show, it's been shown in clinical studies that the vibration of our voice will increase uh, uh, serotonin, endorphins, and interestingly enough, oxytocin. Oxytocin is the love hormone. Uh, so it, uh, you know, there's many benefits to, to using the voice. Uh, in terms of, of, of a drum, um, this is also um, very powerful medicine. I call it medicine because the drum is is obviously a musical instrument, but I, I believe it's a medical tool <laughs> that we can actually go very, very deep into the body uh, using a drum and other instruments, but the drum is one of my favorites. Um, yeah, so the, the studies have been around the brain um, brain waves and also the neurochemicals that are released with, with vibration, um, mostly with our voice, but also the same effect can happen uh, with instruments. Um, recently, I came across an interesting study about humming and how humming uh, can actually increase um, uh, nitric oxide in the blood, which is really curious because nitric oxide helps bring in more oxygen. This might explain also, who knows, about my asthma uh, getting better after singing. Um, so nitric oxide helps us absorb oxygen. We have these little tiny sacs in our airwaves, in our nose. So when we go, mmm, we're actually stimulating nitric oxide. It's, it's crazy, but true. That's really cool. I mean, I, so for the listeners, I don't know, you know how many people understand you know metaf metaphysics or, or science in the way that like everything is is energy right the table the microphone our voices ourselves we are simply you know the tiniest of molecules moving at yes. different rates which is what has us appear as solid or, or moving or whatever um so when i got introduced to sound healing sound therapy in my mind, it just went, well, this makes sense because sound is just vibration in the air, right? So if vibration in the air is happening and then it's coming into contact with me as a human being, then it's going it, to, it's like the, it's hitting my cells basically, or it's hitting my, you know, my neurons or atoms or, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a science expert, right. but it has to have a shift, right? If two cars run into each other, something happens. And so for me, it made perfect sense. What are some of the the results you've seen, not just with you, but with people that you've, I know you do individual sound healings. You also perform for rooms of people. What are some things you've seen out of those people? that are So the most basic um, effect, and you know, sound baths are something very popular right now. And I would say it's, it's a great stress reducer, that it helps people cope with stress. 
But going even further with that, which is what I do with my work, is working with um, changing the perception of the body, not just the, the, um, the mind and the emotions, but also the cells of the body. And this is where it gets very interesting. Um, as you mentioned, sound penetrates. We, when we hear, you know, if you go to a it's dance much club. much more well said than I said it. <laughs> well, this, is, this is where you're going. So, you know, we're standing next to a, a speaker, or even if you're not even standing next to a speaker at a rock concert or at a club, you know, you're feeling that boom, boom, and also the bass going right through your body. That, that sound is literally penetrating your skin. It's literally going into your cells. Now, this is, why is this significant? This is significant because sound is a wave, right? We have something called fiber optics. We use light. We use light waves that carry digital information, ones and zeros. You know, fiber optics is something we use in technology. We're using it right now. It's, it's using light to carry information, right, really, really quickly. Guess what? Sound is also a carrier wave, and we can put information on that wave. So... If you say something like, I love myself, I, I feel incredibly motivated today, right? And then you use sound to carry that into your body. You can literally start to change the matrix of your unconscious mind, which is important because our unconscious is more powerful than our conscious mind. Mm -hmm. So kind of like hypnosis, but just using sound. The other thing I do is work with allergies. So as I said, changing the perception of the body. With an allergy, basically the white blood cells, this is going to be a little overly simplified explanation of allergies, but fundamentally allergies are an immune system misperception. Um, in most cases, what we're reacting to, we're sneezing about, is very harmless. Dust pollen, it's not going to kill you. But basically, our white blood, are say, blood, white blood cells are saying, oh, my God, you know, they're freaking out. We need to protect you. That's our, that's our job, right? We're going to make you sneeze, and we're going to make you have this um, reaction because we, you know, you're in danger. So what can happen is we can actually use sound to carry in the allergen, reintroduce it on an energetic way with sound, like, for instance, dust or pollen or even cat hair, dog allergies, cat allergies, that's a big issue for people, um, and gluten and wheat, you name it. But sending that information on the carrier wave of sound into the body, kind of like a big allergy shot, but the only difference is, in this case, we're sending that information into the cells instead of just having it float around in your bloodstream. So it goes into your cells, your body says, oh, that's pollen, that's dust, that's cat hair, that is not a pathogen, that's not a virus, that's not something to panic about. I'm cool with this, right? So then the immune system relaxes. And one or two sessions, I've had people completely relieved of allergies, in particular allergies that we're working on. So it's something very real for me, um, this work with sound. It's not just about relaxation. It's not just about you know, uh, falling asleep, <laughs> which it can be very good for, but it's, it's actually transformative in nature. And this is what it's been for me and for uh, hundreds of people I've worked with. I want to share it. You know, we asked you to bring um, some instruments uh, today so we could actually share it with the listeners. Um, I think this would be a great time because I want to talk to you about sure. some of being an entrepreneur in this field and some different things like that. And I think it would be a transition. So let's, uh, let's jump into that. I'd love to offer something. Sure. So everything I offer is, is when I do, uh, when I offer my, the sound of my voice, when I sing, I, I tried as best I can to get out of the way and just let love consume me, let grace consume me, because really um, it's not about me. It's about all of us. So it's tuning into that, that universal love energy. And um, so here we are. So focusing on what we want to bring into, into our lives, allowing the sound to carry that intention into your body, your mind, and your spirit.
That was awesome. Thank you. Um, is that, well, you know what? I want to talk really quick about, you know, just the, it's, it's so impactful. I don't know what the, what was that like two minutes or something, but, um, I just like, I feel I'm sitting in the room with you. Right. So like, but I just feel calmer, um, stress, anxiety, things I was thinking about. And I don't even mean things are important, right? Just the, the brainwaves, the monkey mind, right. Just totally shut down. Oh, good. <laughs> right. Like totally shut down, got super yeah. calm. Yeah. Um, you know, at one point I was like, God, if I was listening to this in the car and I was driving to work or something, God, this would be such a nice way to, to start my day. Mm. Um, so thank you for that. Is, is what you just shared with us, is that pretty typical of what you do? Like how it would sound just obviously expanded? That's what I do. And, and I deliberately don't rehearse. Um, I make sure that what's happening is happening for the moment in the moment, what just like this today, um, for your audience and for you. Um, and, uh, I think that's when the magic happens is when you can be just so present and commit to the moment. And, uh, yeah. So I call it soul sounding. Um, I uh, came across this beautiful quote, actually just this morning, I'd like to read it. To love a person is to learn the song that is in their heart and to sing it to them when they have forgotten. Uh, that's a quote by Arnie Garborg. I hope I said his name right. And um, I feel uh, in some ways that's what happened for me in my my journey, and hopefully um, I'm helping others remember their song. Um, we all have a – we are singing. We are, are as you mentioned earlier, I mean, everything is a vibration. And at very at the atomic level, our cells, our atoms, the atoms of the universe, of all of creation is singing. Uh, so when we, when we hear music, when we sing, when we hear singing, we're, we're honoring creation. It's really, um, it's really part of what we are, this vibration. And when you think about, you know, if I think about ancient cultures, um, more native cultures, probably one of the first things that come to, comes to my mind is music, song, dance, um, drums, but you know, it doesn't matter where, what culture or group, you know, anywhere in the world. It's something that they all had in common. And this is hundreds and hundreds of years before we had any way to share any of this, right? But yet people in South America, people in Africa, people in Asia all had their own versions of this. And yeah, we still have music today, but it's different. Right. Um, not better or worse, but different. And this... There's something about this that occurs as more, um, more natural, mm -hmm. more, um, more foundational, uh, and maybe just because, to your point, it's less like contrived, it's less produced, right? Than something like, you know, the typical music we hear on the radio, right? Which, which I love. I mean, I Absolutely. listen to everything. I love music, um, because music is music is. I don't know how do you say it. Music is is everything. Uh, so, you know, it, it, music will change. That's just, you know, there's a whole nother field called music therapy, which mm -hmm. I didn't study, but is a very real thing and is used in hospitals and across the country and around the world. And music will trigger, change our mood. You know, I know there was a study that's been done or a few times that's been done where if someone listens to their favorite music for at least 30 minutes, it, it drastically increases the dopamine in your blood. So, you know, it's, again, it's, it's emotional, but it's also scientific. Yeah. You know, it, all of this is, uh, you know, science is catching up to what the ancients have known. And, you know, the, as I said earlier, the sound baths, the sound healing, it's very, you know, it's becoming almost trendy in some parts of America and, and the world. Um, but this is not new. This is ancient knowledge. We're just kind of remembering it. And, um, and it's, it's exciting to learn of all the practical benefits, not just, uh, I love woo-woo, don't get me wrong, I love, I believe in angels, I believe in spirit guides and all that stuff, but the science is there too, which is very exciting. And there's going to be more of it, I think, as the more and more uh, of this uh, 
the more presence of sound healing, sound therapy. I like to call it sound therapy, by the way, or vibrational resonance, or I come up with different names just because, you know, it's not the sound really that's healing. It's, it's, it's awakening our own inner healer, right? And when we play bowls, like the bowls themselves, they're beautiful. They make beautiful tones, but it's what you bring to it. It's not necessarily, you know, people get into, and I know this is kind of a controversial topic, but different frequencies, hertzes, and this and that. And I'm, I'm a little bit of a rebel when it comes to all that. I really believe our intention is, is more powerful than any instrument. And who's playing that instrument? What are you bringing to the table, you know? You know, if you're, it's kind of like akin to saying like, um, you know, I went to a, uh, you know, great, you know, I heard Elton John or, or you know, uh, I don't know who's another great, great, well-known uh, pianist, um, you know, Horowitz or something. Go to their concert in the past. Obviously, Horowitz is not living anymore. But it's like coming up to them afterwards and saying, you know, that Steinway is amazing. <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, it, you can't discount the the performer and the musician or the whoever the intentional the intention that the person is bringing and the and the um, the discipline and who they are. Their energy is going into that playing and that music. I mean, we could apply that. I love when things come up on this podcast that apply to like all areas of life, right? So intention to me. I actually was just commenting this morning on, on a, something I saw on social media and somebody was asking for advice and I wrote, if you don't have your intention set for the day, it's like going on a journey without knowing where you're going, right? right? And we, how many of us do wake up, go about our day with no plan, no intention? It doesn't mean you have to have every step of every day mapped out, like planned. But, you know, I like to wake up and choose, hey, this is what I'm going to bring to my life today. This is what I'm going to create today. And I, I hear that same thing with, with music, with sound. It can be applied anywhere, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I, I really want to hear about your the entrepreneurial journey of this because I think it's a huge piece. And I think there's something really, you know, you're doing something that's, for lack of a better term, is like on the fringes mm -hmm. of entrepreneurship, right. right? Like you're not selling a product online. Right. You're, you know, you're not doing the typical things that we would have learned in school of, as or if they don't really teach entrepreneurship in school, but if we were learning about being an entrepreneur, sound therapy, sound healing, soul healing, that's not one of the things. <laughs> and I'm really inspired by people that are following their heart, following their soul, following their path, whatever it is, and doing the thing that they know they're called to do, even if it's not like easy or they're not, you know, money doesn't rain down on them, but they're doing it because they know it's their thing. Mm -hmm. um, will you speak a little bit to, the process of being an entrepreneur on something that isn't, you know, you can't buy at Target or, right. or online, really? <laughs> well, I think the key to so much in life is to, to find what you're really not only passionate about, but good at. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I did get into nutrition uh, because of my background with, with allergies and, and looking for answers and, um, and, you know, I've always been interested in good, healthy eating. And so I know I've incorporated m my background as, as a musician, as a singer, um, with my nutritional background. And I kind of blended this synergy of knowledge together. Um, and I guess the key is, is to, you know, be patient with yourself, be patient with um, the flow of, of clients or whatever, whatever your, uh, you know, profession is and to gradually build confidence as you begin to discover what works and what doesn't work. And also it's, for me, it's been word of mouth because something like, you know, sound therapy, um, or even a holistic allergist, like, yeah, right, this guy's going to get rid of my cat allergy? Come on, you know, this, <laughs> this is like, this is total BS, you know. Uh, that's what, you know, people have said. But when they come to see me, um, you know, nine times out of ten, um, they've gotten results. And then what happens is they tell their friends. You know, they're like, this guy is for real, right? Um, so... It word of mouth uh, is is so important, and getting yourself out in the community. Um, I I just moved here to San Diego, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, 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 might set up shop in La Jolla, 
we shall see. I was in Santa Barbara for uh, six or seven years and ran a successful allergy um, business there. And, you know, it took about, I would say, you know, a couple of years to people for people to catch on. Then I would be in the grocery store and be like, you're, you're the, the sound healer guy or you're the <laughs> allergy guy. Um, and uh, that was wonderful. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's just a matter of, again, just uh, finding out what works and, and repeating that uh, method or whatever it is that you're, you're doing in your life as an as a entrepreneur. How do you, aside from, like, the word of mouth, right, because it starts with people, how do you find like your people for this, right? Because anyone could do this with you. Mm-hmm. But it's not really, f- I don't want to say it's not for everyone because it is for everyone. But there's a, there's a I want to say a target audience or people that you are like, I would love it to have more of those. Mm-hmm. Or those are the people that typically find you. Yes, I, I feel that, and let's just be um, real about this. If you really want to go big and you're working with something to do with energy healing or something, something a little bit on the fringe, <laughs> um, I think it's good to, as much as possible, get some science uh, research behind what you're doing because we live in a world, a lot of people embrace the idea that of miracles, of course, um, and things that are just freaking just beyond our understanding. I'm one of those people. And I think it's important to embrace um, the other kind of mind, which is that really, really values science. And so as much as I can, I try to describe what I do in a scientific way. And, you know, I've spoken, I'm definitely not an engineer, but I've spoken to the defense contractors and explained to them, you know, how this works. And they're like, yeah, that, that makes sense. But, you know, does it work? And the answer is yes, it does work. But it was, I was proud <laughs> to know, proud to be able to explain what I do in a logical, you know, fairly scientific way to somebody like an engineer for defense contracting for our government, you know, and for them to say, yeah, that makes sense. That can, I can understand, you know, how that works, but does it work? So um, that was very encouraging. So I think, you know, aligning yourself, aligning yourself with high level professionals, smart people, lawyers, doctors, I've had all of these, this, this, you know, these people come to me, as well as people who are, you know, a little bit more like into just um, uh, you know, yoga and energy healing and, and uh, just alternative things that have to do with healing and that are nothing to do with mainstream. So I've had, um, but I think to be able to embrace both kinds of mindsets is really important and not to shun either one. Um, and to, because it really, it is ancient knowledge and some of it, I mean, I'm, I do my best to explain it scientifically, but I, I believe that there, there's a lot of things that science, frank, you know, we just, we don't understand. I mean, and, uh, you know, nobody really knows, <laughs> nobody really knows what's going to happen after we, we, uh, we take our last breath. I mean, there's a lot of things that are a mystery in life. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to say, like, I think most things we don't understand, right? We, the, the amount that's out there compared to what we know or that we know that we don't even know right. is astronomical. <laughs> Um, I love when you hear like we know more about space, what we think we do, than the depths of our own oceans. Yeah, um, which is Amazing. probably. I mean, if we relate that to us, I think we probably know more about the world around us than most of us do about ourselves. It's like yes. the outward more than the inward. Exactly. Yeah. When, where do you see yourself? You know, taking this going. Like, what are the big audacious goals or visions you have for you know your business or your life or or even the impact you want to have? Well, I really believe that everyone is their own best healer, and I really try to encourage that method message uh, when I'm in workshops or do lectures. And because you know, there's there's in the past maybe there's been this this paradigm of like someone on the pedestal who has these superpowers or whatever, and I think. You know, we're in, living in a time where people know that, you know, it's time to step into their power. So I like, I think my, my, my goal right now is to create a training program. Um, you know, all of my workshops are educational. It's really never about me. There is the aspect, obviously, when I sing and play the bowls and people are able to go into that very deep state. And I'm also saying, you know, you can do this too. And this is how you do it. And so training people to do what I'm doing is, is my, my next step, even nice. um, possibly getting a book out there about, um, about how to um, change the perception of the body. As I say, the body and the mind and the spirit. Really, it's all about, even though allergies and 
working with, you know, helping people accomplish their goals in life, you know, better relationships, um, get rid of addictions. I've actually worked with addictions, sugar addiction, caffeine addiction, great success with that. But it's all, it's all really this, even now they sound like totally different things to work with someone's emotions and to deal with allergies. Um, they're similar in that sound changes perception, right? So we're going to change the physiological perception of your white blood cells. And we can also change the perception of your mind and your emotions. So it's, um, that's, I guess that's where I see it going right now. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited to, to have this opportunity of, of, uh, actually have coming upcoming workshop, uh, in right here in San Diego and La Jolla at the Trilogy Sanctuary on Sunday, uh, April the 28th, and then down on Bankers Hill here in San Diego as well on May the 9th at Sojourn Healing. On your website, you have all these, right? Like get people. Yes, okay. try to keep it updated. Awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, we'll get. We'll we'll throw that. We'll talk about your website in a okay. second and and put it on the show notes. I'm I'm curious about your process though. So something that comes up for me personally, but also for a lot of my clients, is um, often a conversation about how much work it is to kind of get ourselves to be the people we want to be. Like get ourselves in the mind frame or the intention. So when I wake up, I'm not like, yeah, let's go do this. <laughs> That's not my default automatic wake right. up state. It's usually kind of annoyed, kind of and I and I have crafted things from yoga to meditation to exercises I have been taught and learned and, and that I do with my clients to shift who I'm being when I wake up to the person that I'm committed to being when I wake up. Right. Because it's not that there's something wrong with who I'm being. It's just not, it doesn't work for me and the life I, I'm committed to living. And one of the things that, as I said, like my clients often, you know, are doing this work on themselves to grow themselves, expand themselves, not fix anything, but make their lives the lives they really want to be living. And one of the things that they always talk about is like, it's like every day I got to do these practices or these tools and tons of people that came before us talk about, hey, it's those little things, right? The little things you every day add up to the the life that you want to live. What do you, I can't imagine that every day you wake up and are just like Definitely psyched to, to, <laughs> to use the singing bowl or play the flute. Yeah. What do you do to get you to be this guy that showed up here today and be the person you're committed to being in the world? I've made an interesting discovery over the, the past, well, past few years of knowing that when it feels like things are really rough, when it feels like the world is crashing on you, remember that something awesome is around the corner. It's always, always, it's never, the universe has never failed me with that. Um, in fact, when I feel like crap, when I feel like, you know, God, you know, is my work, is this, am I really helping people? Like, am I just, like, is, is my life fake? Or, you know, you have these moments, these dark nights of the soul, which are, I believe, part of our human journey and very important for our soul growth. It's like, it's like gaining muscles for our soul. It's, I've learned to know, to identify those moments and be like, I'm kind of excited, even though I feel like crap right now. This means that something amazing is about to happen. And honestly, that has been time and time again the pattern. And it's sometimes it's hard to remember yeah. in those moments, like, you know, when you're, you're not feeling great. Um, the, other, the other thing that's really helped me is to remember that my purpose is bigger than I am. To remember that our lives are you know, incredible value. And, but when you're not, when you're feeling like unmotivated to know that your purpose, like what you're bringing, what you're offering as your gift, what you're going to share with the world is so much bigger than you. You have no right. You have no right to hold it back. It's like, you know, so, you know, you're, you're really, you know, it's that to me, that's, that's my, that's my way out. That's my way out of, of getting in a rut. <laughs> I think it's just knowing it's so much bigger than I am. It reminds me of, it reminds me of the, I talk about like the roller coaster of life. Yeah. So, you know, we, we go up, we go down and I love the way you said it with, cause it's the thing that I get into, which is when I'm down, when I have those really bad days or, you know, things seem like they're falling apart, whatever it is. Um, 
I have to remind myself, hey, this is the down part of the roller coaster. Right. But the down part of the roller coaster is always 100% followed by an up. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it doesn't have to be. If you want to stay in the down, you can. You can make that choice. But if you're committed to anything or even just shifting it, there, it has to be followed by an up. I love how you said it because you said it, you said it very eloquently and nicely. Um, is there anything you actually do, right? Like I said, I yoga, meditation, some tools. Are there anything besides reminding yourself? Because I think sometimes, like I'll say that to myself, hey, the next time I get here, remember there's always an up. Right. But when I get there, I don't always remember there's an up. Yeah. So putting tools in place or practices help, I guess, remind me or reaffirm that. Is there anything that you actually do or practice to support that? I do. There's there's a few things that are helpful for me. Certainly, um, just getting very still and um, doing nothing, <laughs> allowing yourself to do absolutely nothing for at least five minutes and take some deep breaths. That would be number one. And I think, you know, if you can kind of tune into what, if you can identify a specific emotion that's going on with you, if it's anger, if it's frustration, or if it's sadness, to actually just say it, say, I am feeling this, okay? And, you know, I tell my, my clients, I tell my, my people in my workshops, you know, I'm not a psychotherapist, I'm not a shrink, I don't pretend to be. These are, these are tools, this is an adjunct, obviously, to therapy if you're getting that. But identifying it, because I feel like once we say, I'm feeling depressed, it actually helps to mitigate that emotion. It's amazing. It's almost like emotions are like entities and they're like jealous. They want our attention. And when you try to ignore them, it's like, it's like the, the, a, a huge guy standing in the room with just his, his arms crossed, like watching over you and just like, dude, I'm not going to leave here until you say hello. <laughs> and they say, you say, hello, uh, hello, anger, hello, fear, hello, um, sadness. Or yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, making it, making it light. Sure. Actually, the, the words, the words to use, I find th these are, these are um, a wonderful healer in Toronto, uh, Vivian Osal, uh shared this once. Say, I release the root cause of feeling depressed. These are the magic words, okay? Say those words. I release the root cause of feeling frustrated. I release the root cause of feeling pissed off, whatever it might be for you. Because the root cause, sometimes we don't even know. We don't even know why are we feeling like this, right? And, you know, again, you go to, go to a therapist, go to a psychotherapist if, you're, if you want to go down that journey. But I feel like just by saying the root cause, you don't necessarily always need to know where it's just, but that's gonna that's gonna uproot this energy that you're you're struggling with. Um, that's very helpful. So that's one technique or a couple techniques right there that I use. I release the root cause of this, and I sometimes we we don't always know what the emotion is, and that's that can be a challenge too. And and um, I, especially for guys, dare I say, we're we're less um, uh, savvy when it comes to emotional intelligence uh, in terms of. Uh, you know, what's going on. <laughs> it reminds me, I don't know if you watch, but it reminds me of, I think it was like season six or five of Game of Thrones. I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones. But there's a there's a scene where the, the queen, who's kind of the bad guy of the show, she's like probably the most evil person. Mm -hmm. And she has to walk down through like the whole city. It's filmed in Dubrovnik. It's beautiful. And uh, like almost like a nun kind of character is walking behind her with a bell and she's naked and she has to walk through the whole city. And she's ringing a bell and saying shame as she walks. And that's a lot of how I think of uh, the when we don't honor our emotions. Or it's like you have that, that right? A nun is like a very, we can all picture it, right? Almost, and with a bell saying shame and ringing the bell as you walk. And unfortunately, so many of us are actually walking through life. Mm -hmm. And we're ringing our own bell and saying shame or I hate myself or I don't like myself or I'm bad or I'm ugly. Whatever yes. it is. I'm not yeah. good enough. Yeah. Um, but if you actually, you know, if that show wasn't a show and that person like actually turned around and addressed mm -hmm. that thing, it becomes a lot less powerful. It's just a woman with a bell. Right. With a with a thing on, right? Like it's not it's not hidden, it's not in the dark. Yes. And so you you mentioned that kind of that kind of self-deprecating voice, right? And I work with this with my clients because I really believe that we can actually reprogram that 
that inner chatter, that inner roommate, that uh, that inner dialogue, which is so destructive. We they say we are so much nastier to ourselves than we would ever be to anyone else internally in yeah. our internal dialogue. So you can actually, what I have people do is like have them say something like, "My inner chatter always." is kind to me. <laughs> my inner chatter is my best cheerleader. My inner chatter is always supports me, always uplifts me. We can we can reprogram that so your inner chatter actually becomes it's like it's like, you know, some people hire like people who have the money <laughs> to have this <laughs> person standing next to me. You are the best boxer in the world, you know, you're a badass, you know. They have this person saying this to them all day. What if your inner inner chatter was saying that to you all day, you know? And um, not in an egotistical narcissistic way. I you know it's it's always it's always a fine line, right? <laughs> um, but uh, I think a lot of us who get into this self-exploration and self-growth um, um, tend to err on the other side of the spectrum where we're, we're overly hard on ourselves and we're, we're actually, uh, we could use a little bit of healthy ego. That's, yeah. I love that point, like, right? There's people out there that are the best at what they do and they actually like boxers, MMA fighters, for, just for instance, right? That they have guys that their job is like to keep them positive or fired up and a lot of athletes use music to do that you know lebron james talks a lot about uh -huh. like the music he puts on to get himself ready for a game and um you know i think that there's unfortunately a lot of us like i want to say civilians don't copy the things that these super successful people are doing yes yeah i mean i, I was thinking about that on the, on the car ride coming over here i was thinking you know it's so interesting how um you know, we tend to identify power with the worst. Um, there are examples, and 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 to I think we're stepping into an age, hopefully, where we can realize that. You know, what if what if people who are compassionate or kind and loving really embraced power in that sense that we're unstoppable as a compassionate, loving, kind human being, as someone who can help others and help humanity. I am freaking powerful. It's not just about you know destruction, right? Mm -hmm. So what if power became um, so you know in the case of 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 something you know in a, something you know there's nothing wrong with sports, nothing wrong with any of these things. But what if what if we use that same kind of motivational energy to do something really constructive in this world that's that's you know yeah. it's dying in some ways. The environment is 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 being destroyed, you know. I mean, I see it in my own business and my practice every day. I, if I show up as, as a coach and I just bring power, it either pushes pe people push back against it right. or they like run away. If I just bring like spirit or heart or love, I'm not getting the, I'm not pulling the most out of them, Interesting. right? Interesting, yeah. But when, and, and I was looking at this actually recently in terms of like looking at, hey, when do people actually engage with me and hire me versus when do they don't? And what I noticed is it actually, we think it's sometimes about other people. It's actually always about what I bring. So if I bring power, usually I won't get hired. Mm. If I bring spirit, I won't get hired. But when I bring power and spirit, right, when I bring and can say, one of my clients always says working with me is like being punched in the face and hugged at the same time. <laughs> I when I can punch you and hug you at the same time, right. that's the person you want in your corner, right? Yes. And that's what I hear you you saying. If we could all bring that, it doesn't have to be power and spirit, right? It can be our own version of that. Right. It's like magic happens. Exactly. Exactly. I want to... Um, I want to wrap up with something that you're not prepared for, but uh, <laughs> it was an idea presented by Adam, who's producing and doing the sound, um, which wrap up with a little more music, a minute or two. Oh, is that, is I'd that be cool? happy to do that. Um, yeah. Before we get to that, I want to uh, get your information out there. So how do people you know, find you, hire you, go to one of your events? Where do, where do they like track you down? I think well, there's there's actually two websites, um, <laughs> not to be confusing, but uh, if you're interested in the allergy work that I do and, and working with um, clearing uh, an allergy, you can find me at sandiegoallergies.com. I also work uh, via Skype and FaceTime um, if that's if you're not in San Diego or California. Uh, and if you're interested in the sound therapy work, the vibrational resonance, uh, the work that I do, uh, you can find me on Soul 
soul-sounding.com. That's soul-sounding.com. I'll put it all in the show notes also. And social media? People. Social media is, um, well, David Kennett. I'm on Facebook. I'm on, uh, yeah, you can find me. You can find me on Instagram as well, David Kennett uh, on Instagram. Awesome. Uh, th- before we jump into the music, because that's how we'll end this, I just want to thank you. First of all, thank you for being an unconditional yes. <laughs> thank you for saying yes to the music, the podcast, uh, for bringing your gifts and your talents, for sharing them, like, you know, vulnerably, openly, honestly, and doing that all the time everywhere. Because you know, as a creative, you never know what's coming back. Right. And it's not always as lovely as what you're putting out. Mm-hmm. So thanks for um, that. But also thanks for being a man who's doing this. Because as you said before, we're not taught how to feel our feelings, share our emotions, open up. Right. And so it's it's like extra vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for your courage and, and what you bring to the world. I really well, appreciate it. I really appreciate those words. And uh, thank you, Alex. I really enjoy being here today. So Thanks. Let's uh, let's. Here, close it out. All right, music. let's hear some more. I have no idea what's going to happen, so it's, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dream Mason podcast. I am grateful to have you here. Please support me and this podcast by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, or YouTube. And leave a review on iTunes and share this podcast with a friend. If you want more or you're ready to play a bigger game and create more clarity, freedom, and success in your life, you can follow me on Instagram at inspirationalalex. Or you can reach out to me at thedreammason.com or even email me at alex at thedreammason.com. Remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.